everyone, welcome to College Conversations, where we discuss the latest trends and ideas in Christian higher education. My name is Jeff Sherrod, and I'm joined today with our Vice President of Enrollment, Ms. Lori Kagan. Hi. And President of Global Outreach Developments uh, International and the founder of the Institute, Mr. Greg Arnold. Hey, everybody. Uh, we also have a really special guest today, Mr. Alex Boylan. And so we're excited to hear from him today as well. But Alex, <laughs> thanks for being here with us. Thank you for having me. What's yeah. up, everyone? So this week has been, I mean, it's been a, a lot of cameras and mics on campus um, because we are being featured on a television show called College Tour, which is hosted on um, Amazon. Uh, so we've been, you know, telling the stories of current students and uh, some alumni, even President Garner, just kind of going around. It's been a wonderful week for us to be able to do this. Uh, we got, uh, Lori actually got an email mm -hmm. from the college tour saying, hey, we heard about you from another college president in Memphis is doing some cool kind of like business and or you know, work learn kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, you should check out what President Garner and the Institute's doing in Nashville. I think they'd be a really great ma match. So they reached out to us and kind of took it from there. And this whole week has been filming week. So it's been a wonderful time just to have everyone from your guys' staff on campus and, you know, for us to be able to hear all the stories from yeah. everybody. But you're the you're the host of yeah. the college yeah. tour. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So host, yeah. I mean, if, if we were to kind of give you a short introduction here, host, uh, producer, show creator, been doing this for about 20 some years. Yeah. 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 My, my background, um, my, I've been in the television business for 20, probably about 20 years. Yeah. I don't know how far back you guys want to go, but yeah, I got, I got cast on the amazing race. So my life took a right-hand turn after that and was been very fortunate to host. And you won it, right? Won it. Yeah. Won yeah, it. Let, yeah, let won it. Out. yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Yeah. It's, I, I could go so, but, and there's a lot of things that led up to that moment. I but, actually saw your season. Your season is the only, it was the second season, right? Yeah. It's the, your closest, season is the only one I ever race saw in history. Yeah. To this wow, day. Wow. Yeah. Foot race to the end. I got to go watch it. Yeah. 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 But remember, if you watch this, Okay, please remember that I am 22, 23 years <laughs> Right, right. Okay, yeah, just remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I have to give that caveat. But yeah, and so I've been, I've been very, very blessed to spend most of my career doing travel adventure shows, mm. you know, around the world and probably filmed in about seven different 70 different countries. And yeah, pre-pandemic, four years ago-ish, my niece was trying to figure out where to go to college and through the, the turmoil of a her not having the finances, like 99.9% .9 of students yeah. out there to travel to every school or institution they want to look at um, between that um, and helping her guide this. I was like, the college tour was born and yeah, we're, you know, done over a hundred episodes wow. and, you know, we, we just really pride ourselves of just trying to be like, just showcase as much diversity as possible. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, it's like, we do, we, we showcase everything. We want that because there's so much, higher education looks different for everybody. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, as you can see, I'm passionate about this and yeah. excited to be here. And it's really cool. You know, my dad was, you know, my dad was the pastor of the Byfield Parish Church for, mm -hmm. you know, first independent congregational church in America for 50, he's still pastor emeritus really? <laughs> for 50 years. Wow. And so I grew up my, you know, being here at a Bible college, like I, I grew up, you know, I, my my upbringing was not going to Disney World or Sea World. It was like <laughs> we're gonna go help feed the poor in Nijmere, Turkey. So yeah. I know the world. I know this world really yeah. well, yeah. which is really cool. That. So. And yeah. that obviously forms some of your background for even doing travel adventure. Right? Like I mean, for it had sure. to, yeah, plays yeah. that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I was. You know, it's it's funny. Yeah, I, all and I'm one of four. Okay. Um, 
it's funny because we all ended up in storytelling, which when mm. I think about it, what do we mm. do? We grew up listening right. to my right. dad tell right. stories every yep. Sunday, yep. right? Yeah. The Bible itself. Just totally, yeah. Stories, yeah. And so as I, 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 it's, it's in, you know, my What a cool connection, y'all. Yeah. yeah, it took me a while. Honestly, yeah. it's only in the last few years that I, I put that all together. Yeah. I mean, my brother's a writer. My sisters are the Boylan sisters. They do all the faith-based films. And then I, you know, I've been in okay. Travel Adventure. That's your family? That's my family, I had yeah. no and idea. And it's because, yeah, and so we're just- it all, but as I, I look back on it, I never, I mean, I was a business major. I never yeah. thought I'd end up, I kind of got chucked in here with Amazing Race and then things worked out for me. I was really blessed. Like the right people came in and wanted me to host shows. And then I really fell in love with producing shows. And mm -hmm. then I created Around the World for free and just kind of snowballed from there. But as I look back and as you get older, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm getting in the upper forties now. And as you look back and like, yeah, we all grew up. My dad's an amazing storyteller. Mm -hmm. His knowledge of that. history, his do, you know, doctorate in theology, like he brought it all to, I can remember as a kid, like walking through Ephesus and I'm going to butcher the story, right? But <laughs> I can remember like people following my dad and my dad being able to articulate like, oh, he goes, imagine the, the, the water here must have receded like a mile because, you know, David or whomever he's talking to in the Bible is walking along this path. Like his knowledge, of right. his, he can put it all together. So growing up with that, um, yeah, it's funny that we all ended up in, in the, you know, yeah, it's, we're all and, telling stories so in different cool. ways now. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Ben? So let, let's, let's, uh, talk young Alex for a yeah, second yeah. here. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know if we want to do that. Is this PG? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever we want it to be. Because I mean, you, you did go to Jacksonville, right? College. What, what's yeah. the name of the, the was Jacksonville it? University, Jacksonville yeah. University okay. and on a soccer scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where'd you play on the field? Well, it depends what time. So uh, yeah, soccer was a huge part of my life. Moved to Brazil yeah. when I was in high school to play soccer. That's what I was going to ask next. Yep. And so I ended up at JU. Um, I was recruited more as like a center mid forward, but okay. our team was progressively, you know, we were one of the best teams. I mean, we've lost, I mean, we we're a very top team. Um, so the team got better. I got bigger. I was, I'm more built like a football player. <laughs> My dad just didn't want me to play football. Right. So that's how I ended up in soccer. So there you go. I kept getting pushed to the back of the bus. So I ended up becoming like a marking back for most of college. Just gotcha. too big and slow, you know? So <laughs> Wait, you, you, you went to Brazil in high school. Yeah. Did you study there? Yeah. I had to go to, I had to live with the host family, go to high school there, played for Campinesi, the junior team for Campinesi. Yeah. Yeah. I moved there when I was 15. Wow. Man. Yeah. But as we talk about the upbringing of like, you know, there was a trip my parents took us on. And like I say, we grew up with no money, pretty uh -huh. much, right? Very limited yeah. money, but they knew how to travel and they had missionary friends around the world. Right, so sure. that yeah. is like why it's just, it was just different than the average person's upbringing. But there was a summer, not a summer, this school is still going on, that all, once again, I'm one of four, we all would be under one roof. It was the last year. My older sister was going off to college, a couple years later than my older brother, than me. And so they pulled us all out of school. And we went on a trek from, I don't know, some Istanbul through Greece, like just backpacking for a few months with like, got to give up to my parents, right? Yeah. Like, so you're saying kids. around the world for free was based on your childhood. <laughs> your childhood. Like, I always said my parents were doing Airbnb before Airbnb was a thing. <laughs> and they said friends and they just were, and I can remember like, it was like, oh, we're gonna have to keep all the kids back. And my mom going to the school board and be like, no, I'm like, we're going to show them the Acropolis. Like, right, they're right, going to yeah. be right. there. Yeah, they're they're going to be like, allowed to touch stuff. this stuff. Like, no, they're, and so- Anyway, that I was probably 13, 14, very impressionable age where I think mm -hmm. my older brother and older sister, boyfriends, girlfriends, like they were just in a different place of their high school journey. My younger sister is still a little young. I'm like 
wait, I don't have to go to school. I get to go like, you know what I mean? Everywhere yeah. we went, my parent, my dad would always like try to find some little soccer team for me to play for oh, or somebody. Yeah. So I was like, this is the coolest thing. So I think that was a very impressionable trip and experience for me and just gives you the confidence. And, and I'm, I was very fortunate to have parents that just weren't scared. And yeah. Yeah. I think Gen X kids, we all were a little bit of feral children where our parents like, you just kind of <laughs> raise yourself, you right. know? But yeah, all of a sudden I got this opportunity to go to Brazil. My mom's like, sounds good. And you know, like. So, cause you didn't travel with your family at all. To Brazil. to Brazil. To <laughs> Brazil. No, yeah. my parents never came. My parents called me once a month. That's all we could afford. <laughs> yeah. I'm, this is not a joke. I know yeah, it's hard in today's yeah. idea where yeah, it's today. like these times everywhere. But, but it was like, like long distance Brazil yeah. Yeah. from America. You know how expensive that is back then? And so, no, they called me once <laughs> and a month. And how hard to do with those <laughs> right? calling cards. Oh, yeah. You know, it literally was a once a month phone call. 18, That's yeah. my wow. con Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I didn't see them for, you know, six months, six, nine months. Yeah. And so did you end up speaking Portuguese at all? Yeah. Uh, you know, so how many languages can you speak? Not done really well, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would say uh, Portuguese probably the best just because where I was living, Capina Grande is in the northeastern part of the country. Uh -huh. So, and especially back then, this is 93, 94. So, I mean, the English teacher in my high school did not speak English, just to put it in perspective. Right. So the soccer team, the, the, the family I lived with, school like no one really spoke english in that area of the country at that time and you know so you you learn pretty quick and oh, the yeah. same thing i moved to germany when in college but the same thing happened both times within a month at least for me i started dreaming in the language <laughs> wow and that and that just shows you that the brains remembering right yeah yeah because yeah. i remember waking up being like that whole dream was in portuguese yeah what and i can't but i couldn't speak it but it was like i can remember everything yeah. in the dream yeah and so, it's like your brain's working i'm loving out. everything you're saying because yeah. yeah. travel is really important to us you know yeah. like this 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 whole world there's there's so much beauty in it and there's so much to see and and we sometimes get a myopic vision as to what could mm -hmm. be just because we never get outside our own bubble. Yeah. And so I, I, I want to hear a little bit more from you about just how you think traveling, even at a young age, shaped you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's everything. Honestly, it, it is so much. And we go into from when I was young to Brazil, to Germany, to move to the Caribbean after college for a little bit. Uh, it is everything. And, and I, I've been trying to get it's unsuccessfully trying to get my nephews and nieces. Cause I was like, I think every kid in high school should go study abroad, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. At least once in high school and once in college because of the impact it will have on yeah. you. And it, right. I'm just, I'm proof of it where by the time I was coming out of college compared to the average student, yeah. I'm not saying this from a cocky perspective. I'm, you know, once yeah, again, yeah. I'm a blue collar right. kid from the yeah, North Shore yeah. of Boston. I'm trying to, you know, but I, I was in a whole nother, what I thought was possible. Yeah. What I understood and appreciated of this mm. country and the family and what I had, every little piece was because I, you know, I know what it's like in the Northeast. You know, I had to walk yeah. through a, you know, barrios to get to my soccer practice. Yeah. I know what that looked like, yeah. you yeah. know? And so when you see that at a young age and you feel it, you just, there's a different appreciation right. for what you have and for, um, yeah, honestly, yeah. it's everything. Man, I, and as you intimated earlier, th like that, that was... Like those type of permissions for Gen X were, were definitely more feasible. But today with these Gen Zs, <laughs> like in the way that parents are, I know for us, it's really hard to get kids to go anywhere out of the country. Like there's, there's uh, a lot of fear. Right. And um, I'm not sure people know the benefit. And I appreciate what you've just said, because isn't that what we want for our kids? We want them to to be young people who are confident, who right. who can see possibility where others see a closed door. 
And for you to say that travel is what ignited that in you and then to have the kind of success you had, why that's just a testimony as to why young people need to travel. And I love when he said you grew up with parents who are not afraid. Like what right. what a gift that is. Yeah, yeah that's the to gift the, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right, to right. the kid. Uh to have yeah. Totally. And you know, it's funny because this you know, I think every generation, the next generation is not as good as them. And I get, but <laughs> this generation, I would say in general, Gen, uh -huh. what is it, Gen Z now? Yeah, or, Gen Z. Right. Okay, Gen Z. They talk more. And I think, honestly, it's in their heart more to like change the world for the better. They think more. Yeah, like that's so true. They, yeah. they, I mean, more than, you know, where I was when I was coming out of college, sure. what was in my brain compared. Like, I think on average, you talk to it, that's what they want to do. They want to make mm -hmm. the world a better. They, they speak yeah. like that. How do you do that without seeing it? <laughs> Right. right. Without yeah. touching it and without yeah. really understanding what it's like. I mean, I literally create a whole show called Around the World for Free yeah. to do that, to like see what it's like to be a local everywhere around the world because the perspective you'll have and the confidence, all mm -hmm. these intangible kind of skill sets. Um, I could not, I mean, literally, my life has been, is, is part, part of the key foundation of who I am as a human is because of the travel experiences. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's just, hands down without yeah. question. That's great. Yeah. And so a little bit more about Around the World for Free, the premise. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and is it and streaming want, anywhere? Want, Could this be watched? Not, I don't think right now. It was a, it was an online interactive. It was the first interactive, real-time interactive show. We did this with CBS. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, but we did repackage well, you were a CBS it. correspondent. Did that get birth out of this? Well, Amazing Race started my relationship with CBS. Okay. And then okay. I've had a very long in and out of doing stuff for CBS. Gotcha. You know, CBS gotcha. Buzz too. I've done a ton for CBS. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to give the prelude to how this came to be. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because I'm down in El Salvador, right? Which I would say in for Central America, one of the tougher air countries, um, doing a surf documentary. Okay, this is a long time ago. And during this, the, the, the the country didn't want us filming without full-time security. That's how, you know, mm -hmm. they're saying, although I don't. So was I this like nineties, early two thousands? Uh, this has been two after amazing race. So let's just say, I'm just going to say 2004, five ish. Yeah. Right? While we're there, um, a volcano erupts, hurricane hits the coast, like all <laughs> hell breaks loose in El Salvador <laughs> while we're filming. And if you know the country, there's a town called La Libertad. It's down, yeah. like right. Yeah. And we're right outside of there or right in there. And they're like, you guys got to get into this hotel. We need to take like your security because security is like all this stuff's going on in the country. We're like, yeah. okay, fine. And like, don't leave your hotel. And I'm like, oh, geez. Like they don't know who they're dealing with, but like, fine. And so we're sitting there and after a couple of days, everyone's getting anxious. We got like five surfers. They're supposed to be cruising. Everyone's yeah. just like, but it's been raining nonstop. Anyway, Jolt Luca, who's a massive part of Around the World for Free, which I'll get into in a second. He, he's kind of directing shooting and we're sitting there and every everyone was like, don't go up. It's Barrio above our hotel. Mm -hmm. They're like, don't go up there. I'm like, why? And they're like, you'll die. And I'm like, I'm going to die. And so Jolt and I would joke all the time. Like, wait, I'm just going to. And so he's like, why don't I just get the camera and let's just see if we can walk to the top. I'm like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I'll, <laughs> I'll die, I guess. <laughs> and so in this tougher, I would say, even if someone I've traveled all throughout Central America, El Salvador is a little tougher than the average Central America place. And this barrio, Jolt grabs the camera. We have no plans except for, I'm going to walk to the top of it. That's it. Hmm. And so he just starts following me. And what do you think happens? People are like smiling, waving, 
inviting me into their homes. They have right. nothing, but they want to share it with me. Yeah. So if you look at this, we have this footage somewhere. And so all of a sudden now I'm in, it's like a trash can's cut in half and that's their oven. And I'm yeah. sitting around with the whole family inside yeah. this, you know, makeshift house. And it's this labyrinth of places. And this is a place everyone thought I'd die in. I'm having like, honestly, it's the best experience I've had since I've been in the country. Yeah. Right. Right. And then that is, that is the birth of Around the World for Freaks. Mm. It was just like, how cool is it to live like a local? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that was the whole idea was, okay, can we strip myself, strip of everything? No money. And the whole idea was to be like, so I can't go to a hotel. Yeah. I can't, I can't be alone. Basically, I need to be with the local every step of the way. And it was back then, this is pre, you know, Facebook's not out yet. Yeah, YouTube's just coming out. So when we were Burton Roberts, who's an executive producer on the show, Joltz part of the show, like we were going around pitching this. It's going to be real time. We're going to do three minute episodes every other People day. People couldn't get it, huh? Oh man. Do you know how much it was cost us to build the website to have interact? You could do this on a Facebook page now, like 10 times more functionality. Back then it was a hundred thousand dollars to build a website where you could go on and write a message to us you right. know what I mean? and interact. Wow. And so just how far we've come. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so anyway, that was it. The idea was let's circumnavigate the globe. At least we got a nice hook of, can we do it? Right. Yeah. And so there's that, but yeah. And so anyway, and we got CBS to, you know, there was a, which was, there's so many stories upon stories upon stories of, of bringing this show to market. It was so out of the box. Everyone had told us no. Eventually as a good friend, Ann O'Grady, who was, who was running marketing um, for many years at CBS, gets us to meet with the CBS early show. Remember Harry at the time, like CBS yeah. early show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm sitting there with the executive producer. It's kind of like stepping back in time. Anyway, he's got us, you know, when you used to be able to like smoke stogies inside offices, there's, <laughs> there's a stogie and he's sitting there and I got this meeting. So it's Burton and I, we're kids. I mean, I'm, I'm still in my twenties. And so we do the whole dog and pony. I'm going to go around the world. I got no money. Camera's going to be with you 24 seven. We're going to edit in the field and deliver it in like real time. And I'll never forget. He's like, never been a stunt. I don't like kid. You got the CBS early show. And that was really the tide that, cause everyone had said, no, CBS is kind of interested mm -hmm. but when the CBS early show is like, you can, we're going to, you can launch live on this show, which mm. was a massive show at that time. Oh, yeah. And we'll check in with you once a week. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, you got basically our audience and that yeah. helped launch that whole wow. franchise. That's very right cool. Now. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. But anyway, there, and there's nothing like, you know, I mean, my season, we were trying to figure out the show if it was even possible when I did, but imagine through down the East coast, East coast of the U S through the Caribbean into Caracas, Venezuela, the West coast of South America, up the East coast of Africa, across Southeast Asia, and then across the U S all living with locals, every step of the way. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's it's insane. That's that insane. That's insane. That's fun. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, man. I think I think you 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 would have traveled well with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope that we were talking about the record. Yeah. We were like, man, you know, I'd love to join you on a on a mission. Yeah, you're saying of all the places that we go, uh, what was it? Uganda is the only place that you haven't gone yet. Well, or? I just said I've always wanted to. I was talking about where my wife's anyway. We had her she her family was living in Kenya for a while. Anyway, gotcha. I, yeah, I've never been to Uganda. Yeah, so. I filmed a lot there in Africa, but. I've been there. So yeah. maybe. What, what would you say? Just one, one last question on the travel thing. Uh, top three places that you've been, and, and they could change at any time, but for right now, in your memory, okay. what would you say? You know, and why? So, you gotta give okay, a why. Yeah, totally. Because it's such a, I get that question all the time. I'm sure. Right? And it's such a hard one to answer because the way I look at it is almost what advice am I giving? So what's, what's for me? the average person's probably not going <laughs> to like it because I like to go super deep and super off the grid. Like, so, um, 
So it really depends on if it's someone who really wants to start traveling. So my answer is like, who am I? Do? You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it's the only yeah. way I can no, kind of really wrap my head around the you're answer. You're talking to people who want an adventure. Yeah. And so I would say if you haven't traveled outside the States much or you want to, I think going to Southeast Asia is a good start because you're going to feel it's like another culture. The, you know, the, if you're out, if you're in Thailand, the culture is busting all around you. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. you, you can't get out of the culture right, of Thailand. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful, but they're going to speak English. It's safe. You know what I mean? It's kind of like exotic travel light. You know, and like, so, so that's where my, I like, I love Thailand. I'm film, yeah. I, I love, I, but I think that's a good, if you're like, oh man, I really want to start traveling, but I'm only, you know, it's like, yeah, that's a good place to start because that's going to feel like a massive adventure to you. All right. You so know? let's go on this trajectory. Let, but so this I, is level you, one. Like, let's jump. go level two. What's your level two? And then your level three, level three being the, it's going to require some experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> level two would be probably, um, I'm pro I mean, it's so hard to say. I mean, because there's so much to see in the world, but I would say like the country of Guyana, okay? Right. Northern part of South America, you know, two thirds of its rainforest. They have the largest single drop waterfall in the world, Kaichir Falls. Like, mm. it, yeah. Kaichir Falls, look that up. It's amazing. Mm. And, but you're still safe. You know, it's going to be a trek. It's going to be, I don't know, that might be level three. I mean, it's going to be hard to get there. Yeah. But then I'd say the next level of this, like the hardcore where I always tell people, it's like, go trek through Haiti. Haiti's a tough, yeah. tough place. Like mm -hmm. I, we film, we did a story in Around the World for free. And we got in through the Red Cross up to Dadaab. You know, it's the largest refugee camp in Somalia. You're just getting into a whole nother ball of wax of danger, mm -hmm. security, like all kinds of other variables. Right. I personally love that stuff, you know? And yeah. so um, I'm in, but like, uh, you know, so where do you, <laughs> big extreme. Yeah. 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 I'm going yeah. to the South of Thailand or we're going to Somalia. To, Man, I'm know. telling you, uh, there, there's some ways you and I can relate. Let, let me tell you a quick story about how we got to what is now our campus in Uganda. So I was, I was in Kenya doing a pastor's conference. So I had like 40 different pastors from all over mm -hmm. Kenya and just trying to teach them and to expand their vision beyond the gospel being merely getting people to make a confession, but that there is a community development aspect to that and changing people's status in terms of the, uh, how they fit into the economy. Like that's all part of the transformation. Anyways, it was, it was sinking in for some of them, but I knew that what they needed was to travel. So I, I got a bus rented and I brought a lot of them with a team of Americans onto this bus. And I said, guys, we're going to go to Uganda. Now I'd never been to Uganda before. In fact, this was, this was 2004 and you know, there was no way to look up anything maps or any of that. So I found a guy actually from Tanzania named Saidi. And I said, do you know where Uganda is? And he goes, kind of. So I said, that's good. Enough. <laughs> I go, where is he? He goes that way. I was like, let's go. So we end up going on this three day journey to Uganda. It shouldn't take three days, by the way. I learned that later. But I mean, we're, so we get to the border. Finally, we get to the Ugandan border and the all of a sudden the military, you know, it's highly guarded bob wire fences, mm -hmm. uh, guards with AKs, you know, just strapped on. And, and, um, they're like, all these people need papers. And so I was like, they're like, you can't go in. I was like, man, that really messes with what we're trying to do here. <laughs> it's like, I thought this was the East African community. You guys are yeah. all friends. You know, all of us Americans got our passports just like, you know, let them go. Uh, <laughs> these are not the droids you're looking for, you know, like <laughs> let us go in. And, um, 
the they pull me into the back room then they like start interrogating me white light all of the stuff in the back room of the customs area in uganda and i just keep telling the same story and I, and then i just bring up god i'm like look i really think god wants us to get into this area because we want to help some folks we want to help your country i've got to help these guys from your neighboring country kenya understand that the world's bigger than their world mm-hmm. just help help us do this and then they, next thing you know, they're like, go back to your vehicle. I go back to the vehicle. I go, okay, everybody, let's go. They open the gates. We pass through. No way. Yeah. What a cool story. But bro, listen, so so now we don't know where to go. We don't know where to go yeah. at all. I don't even know where anything is. <laughs> You're in Uganda. So you made it. Now what? You know, and, and again, we have like maybe, I don't know. There's maybe 15 uh, American college students who are with me and um, on this trip. I just happened to take my dad. It was his first trip to go with me. And he's just like, son, you're losing your mind. We can't do this. This is not good. And so him and the other elders are having these backup plans as to what they're going to do. And because they're, I'm, I'm like getting, buying tents getting machetes for you know not not people protection wild animal protection yeah. i'm like i don't know where we're gonna go or stay yeah, totally. so we just end up going back to this area and somebody goes you can buy these types of machetes in this little town i was like let's go to that town so we go to the town and the town is just bustling it even it has you know the little vendors coming up to you with with yeah. you know the the fried bananas or whatever it is you know the, the pork on a stick and then there's these tax collectors in this area. Like, and I'm like, this is like Bible times, man. This is a crazy little area. And we meet this guy named Bacard, who's a Muslim gentleman. And um, I just tell him, hey, man, I think we need to go visit your house. And he's like, okay, let's come on. And so I said, great. But he goes, let me prepare it though. Let me, let me talk to my wife. I said, no problem. So we drove a little further down. Uh, hung out, came back. And then when we got to him, he says, listen, I don't know if you know this, but Christians don't go around Muslims. I go, oh, not us Christians. We're cool. Like, like let we, you're the guy we hang out with. He goes, that means so much to me, but the community won't accept that. You need to go around other Christians. I go, come on, man. He goes, you don't, you don't mind being around me. We're not unclean. I go, no, what, what? Come on. And I go, get on our bus. So he gets on our bus and he ends up saying, well, listen, if you're going to come into our community, you have to go check in with the police department. So I have a whole bus of people, right? So I go in and they take us to the police department and I, I go inside of there. Little did I know, um, outside, some of the Kenyan guys get out and they're playing with kids. And one of the guys takes out a real one of the machetes and he says he's going to chop down um, some fruit off of a tree, he ends up like scaring the children. So now the police officers who are already freaked out by the fact, cause we're about, we didn't know it at the time, but we're about two hours off grid of Kampala. Like okay. we're, we're towards Gulu and, um, the, the police then all of a sudden consider me a threat. And now they put me in containment. The whole yeah. team is in the bus still. Don't know where I am. Some of the elders who are really upset are like, see, this is what happened. He's not coming out. Something's going bad. We need to get out of here. And um, they they end up interviewing me with the chief of police coming in. They're like, why are you here? What are you trying to do? And I said, I just told them the truth. Got these guys from Kenya. I want to expand yeah. their vision for the world. Yeah. We want to do good stuff. He's like, do you expect me to believe this? You have people out there with weapons. And I said, no, it was to protect from animals. We also have tents. I didn't know where we were going to stay. He's like, you, ex- you came to 
Uganda with undocumented people because apparently they went and checked out their documents and weapons and you think that we're going to believe you're coming here to do good? I said, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. That's what it is. (laughs) And for whatever reason, oh, oh, he brings up and he says, you know, this is a Muslim area and I hear you're Christians. I go, yeah, but like God loves Muslims too. Like, come on, like let's do something good together. And I'll, I'll never forget this guy. He just looked at me and said, well, can I be a part of it? And I said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So they let me out. All this was when I was behind bar, actual bars talking to the guy. They let me out. It's like several hours later. It's dark. Everybody's mad at me on the outside. And they see me come out. And I'm like, hey, guys, let's go. We end up driving down the road in this bus. And I'm not kidding you. We get out of the bus and like 200 kids come out of the woodwork. Long story short. Um, several, maybe four years later, we would rebuild that whole area, give them what they call is the strongest building in that, that whole area where they do now education and training. And it would be just a little bit down the road where we would build our, what is now our 12 acre campus mm-hmm. that has an Institute for GOD location and students who go there. But that, that's how we got, we got there. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and so fun, really man. <laughs> it's fun. fun. I mean, life's an adventure and yeah. you, need that, you need that spirit to kind of lo- so much with that is awesome. I mean, a, just the adventure. I just feel like you get it. hundred percent get it all the way to the point <laughs> when you're just talking about the, you know, the Muslim community, like, you know, it's funny. I remember back, you know, when I was with my parents on that trip, I remember being in Istanbul, Turkey. Um, my parents not worried about, you know, I'm, I'm young. I'm a, I don't know, 13 ish, but like, I would be gone. They were like, no one has to worry here. I remember like my parents, like I'm being in a city gone all day long, playing soccer, running around. They're like, no one ever touch a kid there, you know? And then I was like feeling very safe. Mm-hmm. And then I remember like my dad and an Iman, like in like, yeah, Muslim, like hang, they'd be both talking together and be like finding commonality, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Bridging things. And like, we just need more of that because this world's yeah. getting so divisive. Yeah. Right. And I think that's like, what we need to, you know, so it's like, you need like, to be a rebel and just, we're going yeah. to Uganda. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. I love yeah. it. So it's many like, runs. Because Greg has been, you know, leading high school and college kids around the world for decades as well. And I, I was one of those kids that was, you know, on this trip and yeah, learning you were things. on this trip? I wasn't on that trip. Oh, no, I wasn't on that before. trip, but I was on the or year, year before. And, well, both. Yeah. And um, you were on the one year, year after. after. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, similar kind of experiences where I think that, like, even the burial experience, like, if you go up there, you're going to die. Yeah. Um, and then you didn't. You had a great trip, uh, but it's like, you know, we had, there is this like xenophobia, right? It's like, they're not like us. There must be something wrong and therefore dangerous. And that can creep into all areas of life and travel does something. And it's like, why God, even throughout the Bible, he discla- you know, he displaces people like go to a land. I'm going to show you not this land, a land that you don't know, you know, and then something happens to people as they mm-hmm. do that. They meet people that are like, all right, these people are people and they love people and they love, you know, the whole yeah. thing kind of goes to the and. It does open up your mind and be like, man, God has a vision for something. It's really easy to cast people that are foreign from you as enemies yeah. to whatever it is that you think you, you're supposed to do or supposed to go and, and to actually be in proximity to those folks and realize, wow, you know, at the most basic level, they bleed like we do, they mm-hmm. suffer right. like we do, right. but on that more complex level, they have hopes and dreams yep. and, and sometimes need help. Yeah. yeah. But it is, it's quite beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And it's a gift, I think, that we're able to give our students through summer internship program, which is kind of like kicks them off after their 
uh, either before they start school or the year after they 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 finish their freshman year and we have an immersion program that kind of does what you were talking about too like how can we stay with locals and stay in the community eat the food speak the language like that's the that's thing. a real thing for us yeah, like yeah. that's like he was talking about summer internship they get five to seven weeks abroad in both hemispheres and they get exposed to all kinds of different environments. It's just an exposure experience where the one he's talking about immersion, they're like assigned to stay with a family. They have to meet certain criteria in terms of riding public transportation and getting from point A to point B. And we don't instruct them on it. It's just like, give them the tools, figure it out guys, you know, like, and, and then their next immersion after that is even more it's even deeper into that because they get attached to some profession like um like Elise followed a midwife in yeah. El Salvador and just mm-hmm. hung out with her, lived where she was, went to village births. Even though the government um is not for midwifery, they still practice it in those communities. Yeah, yeah. So like there's there's a little bit of subversive element to getting involved in the lives of people yeah. because they're poor. Right. They can't afford uh the legitimization by certain entities to do what they do, but it doesn't change the fact that they're alive and they're right. still having to make life happen. Yeah. So, so awesome. Everything. It's like, I, I say this a lot, but it's kind of what you're all saying. It's like the art of learning to be, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I think it's like mm-hmm. a art that we're somewhat losing in our society yeah, yeah. here. And it's just because we're ridiculously blessed in this country. Right. I'm not saying people, we all have different backpacks on and some people are super rich and some people are super poor. And I, I get all that, but in general, right. yeah. we're blessed right. in here. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and comparatively, and when you step outside there and that's why I, I, you know, it's just coming to mind, listen to you all talk. It's just, you know, getting, you know, just getting comfortable you know, Being it's, it's weird. Like, yeah. I gotta be honest, I know what it's like to sit in front of a, sit at a kitchen table, many tables, and not be able to speak the language. Like, yeah, it's and it's, it's good. And a smile goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A smile yeah, and a wave. So, as Jolt and I used to say on Around the Free all the time, a smile and a wave goes yeah. more than anything else in life. You yeah. know, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you said that getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I, I I remember making this brochure to invite young people on these types of trips. And uh, back then, I was a little less tactful with <laughs> with how I did recruiting. And one of the big key themes, can you imagine being a parent who gets a brochure that says, we facilitate suffering? Because that's what my brochure said. <laughs> Good thing it wasn't Gen Z. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. We facilitate Facil- suffering. We facilitate <laughs> yeah. suffering. And it's, it's you know, the, the, I, in my mind, it was like, we're going to give you all the safe parameters but like you might find yourself you know sleeping on the ground Mm -hmm. uh waking up with the sun going to drag water from a river five miles and but to me that's like beautiful and 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 you learn so much and you change and you grow but for a lot of people don't do it it feels like suffering it's uncomfortable yeah it is uncomfortable and it's okay it's like you know i think and even sometimes mission trips, I can remember this and, you know, I love my sister, Andrea, if you're listening to this, I love you. But I remember <laughs> when she was in college, she went off on a mission trip. And at this point, or, or maybe it was even after she's college, because she was a little older than me. But I remember at that point, I already lived in Brazil. Like I, I'd, or I, and I just remember being like, you know, they went to Honduras for a week and it was just like this major, oh, mm-hmm. and I was just like, man, you're staying, you know what I mean? Like. You're staying in a hotel, you're eating food. Like if you come and walk where you gotta walk the shoes. Like if you yeah, really right. want the experience, and whether that's suffering or thriving for someone else, everyone's gonna have a different experience there. Right. But living like the local, man, it's a powerful, it's a powerful moment. Yeah. And there's no way 
when you do that, you'll come back the same person. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. In in, in a positive way. You might say, I never want to do that again. That's okay. But you have that. And it's it's so different. And I've done shows differently. Like around the world for free, I was really with the locals. I did another show called Missions in Action. I mean, we literally Mm. partnered with Compassion International, World Vision, Child Fund. And it was was stemmed off around the world for free because some of our best stories were being with um, NGOs, being with missionaries, being with whatever. It's like these were in, in our, because it was this online interactive show, the audience would come alive because they'd be like, mm. where are you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. how do I help? Right. <laughs> yeah, so, that, yeah. so we were like, oh, let's create a show based on what we just saw happen with Around the World. Yeah. Right. So we worked with these NGOs that could get us like deep in there. Right. And they they definitely allowed us, I always say, like, these are big organizations, World Vision, right? Mm-hmm. right. But they, um, they were open to not telling us how to tell the story. They were giving us access. What happens when you buy a goat for a family who needs it in Sri Lanka? Right. right? We mm-hmm. could dig into these like on the ground trenches stories, right? What happens mm-hmm. when you trickle all the way down to what we're doing this for? Yeah. And um, anyway, on that series, just the nature of it, I was in hotels. It wasn't around the world. It wasn't with locals. It's a different show, different sure, experience, sure. right? And I remember, I remember being there and it's like, it's a different experience. Like it's a different experience and going in and stepping foot for a second and coming back to your creature comforts than forcing yourself to be there for a while. Mm. You come back, you'll ha- you'll change in a different way. Yeah. When you know when you're really living with someone, and you really do, especially in Africa, where water mm-hmm. is such a tough issue, where yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I gotta go watch. This is what I gotta walk for the next like five days, three miles, just to fill up that water and bring it back here. Yeah. Unless you do that, not I watch it for two seconds, right, and right, see it, and right. I know no, the story to tell. Until you do that, for you know what I mean, for yeah. a few weeks, you won't understand what this person's doing their whole life. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's legit. It, 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 all this talk to you is just reminding me, like for me, that that approach came from the Bible. It was curious to me that yeah. Jesus was like, okay, I want you guys to go out and I don't want you to carry anything with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want you having a staff. I don't want you having an extra bag. Don't take any money with you. And whatever's placed in front of you, I want you to eat it. And I want you to find somebody that's peaceful and stay with them. Right. That was my impetus for all this. <laughs> and that's where I got it from. Yeah. And that's what I did. Like I, I, any of the places where we have a hub, I, I, there, there was never like some formal uh, connection in advance or anything like that. It was always just like, where are we going to go? Who are we going to meet in this Mm -hmm. area? Can I stay at your place? Can we talk? And then developing that relationship and eating whatever's there. We, there was this one experience. This is in Africa again, but I I don't know why it came to mind, but it's in Tanzania. And um, I got to the this place of a, a woman who was running an orphanage. And I didn't know it was an orphanage. I just heard from others, like, you got to meet this lady. Mm-hmm. Her name was Winnie. And she was just a, a sweetheart and uh, totally overwhelmed by the challenge that she was having to go through, but stopped everything to just give us some hospitality. And then at one point she goes, I want to share with you my favorite food. And I was super excited. And um, she brought it out and opened the pot. And it was boiled crickets. Now, now some of them were still alive, yeah. you know, like, like they somehow <laughs> survived the boiling and they're moving in there. And I, I had some people with me and immediately they were, <laughs> and I just, but for me, I was like, this is such a great moment. Oh yeah. And I'm just thinking, how cool is your show? You had a camera there the whole time for a lot of <laughs> yeah. these things, man. That's just, I know it's like, you're, it's, it's funny. Your, your journey through this and building this and, and what you're teaching, it's it's so similar to around the world. Like kind of, you know what I mean? I know yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like our favorite moments of Jolt and I 
which our show wasn't just to like walk down any path. It was for people to write in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So usually yeah. 99% of the time it's like, oh man, this person sounds cool and they got something cool to go. You know what I mean? We're going to go explore or what have you. But there's these moments where you got nothing because you're just out there in the world. And one of them was going from Thailand to Cambodia. It just reminds me of all your stories. Cause yeah. you're, you're definitely like, yeah, we're going. And it was, we, we, we got a ride to the border walked over the border and it, like going from Thailand to Cam Cambodia, you will, especially when, whenever we did this in 2008, you will know the difference, right? Uh, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's going from like modern world, like step back in town, dirt roads, like yeah. dusty roads, just bored. It, it, it. And I mean, literally just millions of people on us. Like who are these two guys with cameras and what are they doing? Yeah. And we had nothing like our phones wouldn't work. Right. Response rate. Right. So we have like computers and phones <laughs> that connect us to everything. Nothing's working. <laughs> and we literally are like, all right, what are we going to do here? And just, we just literally just, this sounds good. But let's just walk down the street. I just want to get away from all these people. I'm so yeah. worried about like where everything's yeah. going to get ripped off here. And like, we're just we're like, let's just walk down the street. And there's two monks sitting in a hut invited us in. We ended up living with these monks for like a week and a half. Oh Solid, man. Like I literally that. I slept on the floor. Yep. With these monks. I, I yeah. Get, yeah. Anyway. And that's, that's, it, like you talking about Jesus and what he's preaching, the sense of go with nothing. I, I honestly haven't even like so much I'm thinking about in my head of my journey and my passions. Yeah. Some of this because it's, there's there's something so that's the way to do it. It yeah. is. It's not easy. And I tell <laughs> everyone else who's listening, yeah, this that's right. is not the easy way to travel. <laughs> nope. And and every once in a while, honestly, it's it's been a while since Round Free. I miss it. Like I Bro, I'm you're gonna love this it. because you're right on Jesus's analogy. This is where the analogy, the the, there's a broad way and a lot of people go on it, but there's a narrow way and it's hard, but that's the one that leads the life. That's exactly what he was talking about. And I know a lot of people take that because they hear destruction they're like, oh, hell in heaven. Yeah. But the text is really about Jesus wanting us to experience life. And, and there is a journey and there's a way yeah. to go about it. There are paths to take. And I'm sure in, in Cambodia, when you found the way to those monks, that was a narrow path. Yeah. I, I bet, I bet probably no white guys have ever gone to those guys <laughs> place and slept on their ground ever since you oh, know yeah totally but man that that that, that impressed on you you yeah. know oh yeah it's like well i just think the those times when you do have nothing you're relying on humanity at its core essence right it always works out it does if, you know what I mean? with the right attitude it always works out it does and they become the best experiences oh, anyway yeah and so you know, yeah. Oh man, you're, when, you're when we go me... to Uganda, they call us the the poor Mazungu. Um, yeah, Mazungu is white. Yeah, it means the whites. But they yeah. call us the poor Mazungu because they're like, I've never met ones that eat stay with us. Like, do not have another place to stay. <laughs> and I've, why are you eating this food? Like, yeah. all of it is like we've yeah. never met. You know, Mazungu like you guys. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, that's of fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's oh, a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah, there's 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 so much learning that is outside of the classroom mm -hmm. that uh educational venues have to figure out how they can better facilitate right. because we weren't we weren't made to just sit indoors and and read about people's right. exciting lives like we were created to live those exciting yeah. lives that's right and and to give people those opportunities or windows into that like you've been doing with your shows is just fantastic because there's just so much to learn yeah and we'll is. learn the best lessons from the living books that people are that's right. just hearing them talk and 
And so, so many, so many good things come to mind. So many great things. And, 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 and honestly, as we're talking about all this, it's a skill, right? Oh, and yes. it's like, you, A, you got to be exposed to it. And then it, you got to like, it's like anything in life. You got to like work at it. And you got to, yeah. and, and you, you know, you got to do that while you're young. It's only going to get harder. The older right. you get. <laughs> right. So yeah. If you, you know, because how many people are older and it's like, oh man, I wish I did a little different. I wish I was more adventurous and I wish I did that mission. And it's like- Or they retire like, and they're ready to travel. And it's yeah, like, oh, totally. It's, it's just that you just, if if this is, you know, like, oh, I'm excited by this. It's like, how cool to be exposed at a young age. Yeah. Once again, going back to the beginning of this, before yeah. we're even having this conversation, diving into all this, that's literally what I've told my nieces and nephews. None of them have done it yet. I hope you guys do <laughs> yeah. it. But I'm always in like, you're not getting out of high school. You're doing an exchange before you're done. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then yeah. I'm always like in college, you got to go do it because you will have a different perspective on yeah. life if you can just get out there. So kudos to everything you're doing and pushing. Because I'm sure I, I, I want to be a fly on the wall. Because what's it like? Do you, I assume you have students that haven't been out of the country oh, yeah. or haven't been on a mission, you know? Um, I, I, we have a few. More right now yeah, because I mean, of COVID, in, in we like, were a little more restricted. But like when they start. But yeah, when they start. Right. My they point travel. is when they start. Oh, yeah, when they start. Oh, when they start. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So, almost most of them. Yeah. Right. Okay, you're saying, okay, so that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're coming here because they want this experience. Yeah. They're yeah. diving yeah. in. They want to, okay, so they're, yeah. but they haven't seen it yet. So you guys must have a million stories. How fun. I would love to. What a gift of life to be able to take young people and know how their everything's going to change. Oh, oh yeah. man, it it is. I mean, and I I have to tell people that. I have to tell mm -hmm. them, hey guys, I want to let you know. That even with we have some summer interns here right now who are about to we're about to head out and in a a little bit we don't tell them when anything's happening. So in case someone's listening, I don't want. So they're always they, ready. Or yeah, they're always they ready. We try to get them to be present. It's part they, of, we take away their wait. phones and watch, and they okay, they have to learn second. to be present. Okay, there's so much we need to unpack it. Okay, so <laughs> student, they don't know when, the students don't know when they're going to go. No. So like, how much time do you give them? To to do what? To, okay, you're going, we're going to... Uh, they know when the so, trip starts and when the trip ends. Yeah, they just know when we get here and then when the whole thing ends at the end. They know nothing in between. So oh, like when okay, they're, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. But when they're walking around, like even campus right now, they're bringing everything that they're going to carry <laughs> All with the them time. That's my point. My, All that's times. my point. Like, they don't know when they're going to leave for right, the trip. No, right. they, they do not pray. know. Until when? Like 12 hours beforehand? Oh, no. Sometimes I go within the half hour. Yeah. Of going to the airport. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Because, again, it's I, trying to get them. I get it. Do you, you, I, okay, I, I get it, but you probably should good. explain it to the audience. But I, I get it. I don't think many you know, people out there get it. I mean, I get so it. many people live. I mean, that is like, yeah. oh, my. Do their hearts like. Their oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, Oh, even Especially one time, one time they thought they were wise to it. Yeah. This was a couple years yeah. ago. They thought they were wise to it because other people tell their testimonies, tell their stories, right? And they're like, and then Mr. Garner did this or whatever. So they were real wise to it. And I got them up. I don't know. What what was it like real early in the morning? Yeah. So early. I so think let's go. Like three or four o'clock. Three in the morning. We head to the airport. I get them there. They're like, I kind of had a feeling. Uh, and I was like, all right, guys, we're going back now. There's no flight today. <laughs> just made them all feel like we're going get, get ready and they're all let down but then you know that just made them even more like oh great when are we going what right. is happening and wow. and then you but we do it even because typically we have routes that have them in one country go to another country go to another yeah. country so it's the same thing in all those places but the but the idea is like you you've got to develop the kind of presence that necessitates flexibility because that flexibility is is a gift yeah. and you have to develop it. We don't, nat we're not naturally flexible in that way. Yeah. And you have to keep stretching. 
And by the end of the summer, these guys are they're they're flexible. Yeah, they're oh, ready yeah. to go. They can start a conversation with anybody. They come in like you know, with lacking like basic social skills to start a conversation. By the end, they feel super good to just like talk to somebody and find commonality. And right, but but they wouldn't before because they go to their phone or they okay. Because there's another. You know how much similar our lives are. It's okay. <laughs> it's so when, all your producers when, said this would happen. I, so when <laughs> when you take that, all right. So when they go, you're you take away their phone. And their oh yeah. Okay, do you know we did Lisa Hennessy, Burton, who are all part of the College Shore Executive Producers. We created a, we did this kind of um, social experience. Um, this is probably out there somewhere. I can't remember what network we did. I think Outdoor Channel, but it was called um, a Digital Detox in Paradise, Escape, mm, a Digital Detox uh. in Paradise. And what we did was we took five millennials, right? We kind of did this in collaboration with Thailand, filmed a lot. We knew the tourism office people over there really well, so we were always trying to come up with something clever to, you know, yeah. tell their the story of Thailand a different way. But we took five millennials. Okay. Pulled them out. We didn't even, okay. All we sent them was they knew that they were casted. We sent them a box, which is going to have some like Thai bot in it. We told them to start filming themselves. Okay. An address in Thai, <laughs> their plane ticket. Right. Yeah. And so we, we mapped this whole, sh we mapped this whole thing out. So it was produced exactly how you guys are done. Right. It's all produced, yeah. but they don't know what's happening. Yeah. So they know we're bringing them to this like old school youth hostel in Bangkok. And so they all find their way there in different ways. And they're kind of filming themselves. Love That's that. where we pick them up. Right. And then when they're checking in, the guy who's checking them in that the, the desk is going to be like, Hey, have dinner is going to be ready. And then we, you know, please be outside at eight o'clock. So we have locals planted to tell them what to do next, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then while they're at dinner, we had a little tuck tuck driver go, come by and be like, tell these guys, be here tomorrow at 6 a.m. We go to the train station. Anyway, at the train station the next day, in order for them to embark on this, like, we're going to go deeper, they had to give up their phones, their computers, and all the stuff. So we thought that was going to be like the social experience. experience. Yeah. Like, this was going to be, oh, it's going to be crazy. These millennials are going to go nuts, yeah. right? They didn't. They were so like, they were so pumped to give oh. up all their stuff. <laughs> they were so, like, they, it was interesting watching. They all stayed in the same room, like watching a little bit, but it was like, oh my gosh, these guys aren't, we thought they would be like freaking out. Yeah. So we had to change the whole concept of the show up. Like after we kept bringing them farther and farther and they were like, I don't want my phone ever again. <laughs> right. Like it was exactly. It was like, like they gave up a burden. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. It was like yeah. so different. And so we had, we, we, it was, this was Lisa. She like, just, I remember sitting in Riley beach and she was like, this ain't work. Is this too easy? It's like, it's, it's a fun adventure, but it's not enough for like yeah. the hook of what we need for TV. It's like, we got to give them the stuff back. <laughs> and that becomes the best. I mean, there's an awesome adventure to watch these kids, you know, I shouldn't say kids, but people go on, but we send them, we, we called off the last place they were supposed to go, sent them back to the youth hostel and had all their devices on their beds and then film that. And that was like a, you know, a fishbowl, like just watching, mm. like people are like, I don't want to turn that back on. Like people starting to have heart palpitations. All right. So anyway, that's real. So funny. Yeah. yeah it's so real. cool. Of like, yeah, there's something. That is so I, I do, I do digital do. detox all the time. Yeah. Like I'll, 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 I'll shut my phone off for like three days and be like, yeah, listen, you want, you know, and I threaten everyone that on the weekends, cause I, I bought an old Nokia. I remember those old Nokia's yeah, from like whatever, yeah. late nineties, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those. And I'm like, I keep threatening everyone on the weekends. Like you want me, call me. I don't mind jumping on a call, but like, 
a lot of communication channels, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's a lot. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. Yeah, of, it's a real there's thing. a lot buzzing around 24 seven. I'm like, this, I don't know if this is healthy for the brain. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. we can all conclude it's not. It's not. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. The experiment was putting the device in the hands of the kids in the first place. Right. And I'm like, well, let's see what happens with this massive social experiment yeah. of just giving kids social media. Too much info. It's too much. It's all too, too much. much info for me. Yeah. It's too much of it. It's just a lot of, it's a lot out there. It keeps people from living and doing. Yeah. Because yeah. I've noticed that with a lot of these kids who, you, you brought it up earlier, like when you chose, you said when you were choosing to go to college, you just pick something like international business because you wanted to travel and you like travel. You're like, yeah. you picked it even before you got to school. Where to? Because you said it was funny. He told me he's all, I didn't know anything. I didn't have the internet, <laughs> which is so true because then you had National Geographic magazines. Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I was fortunate because I got to travel as a kid a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? But that was your. Yeah, yeah. there's no internet yeah there's no internet but it's true though today yeah. kids though they feel like they know things because they know answers so they can like ask alexa right like what's yeah. the what's the capital of thailand right and then they, they'll know the answer but that's not knowing like they don't actually know right anything about thailand they just know so there, there's this like what what media has done along those lines in terms of like being an information database <laughs> it's kind of confused people into thinking they're living by acquiring answers yeah rather than actually experiencing life right yeah. and i think a digital detox will, will realign you in a really great way yeah my whole family did one my, my mom turned 80 last year and we there's this island off the coast of maine that's re remote anyway we all for like four days just the kids no grandkids no wives husbands just like the four kids oh my wow. mom wanted to relive what that was like when she was you know really yeah. Young. yeah um so we hadn't been just that family like the core family together i, I don't know yeah. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so we redid it. And during all that, we all like, let's all shut our phones off for three days. And it was magical. You know, it's wow. awesome. like reliving, going back to like, you know, just playing cards and sitting around talking. And this day, I've always dreamed of having like a little surf resort somewhere, and like a little like bar, restaurant, like yeah. a little casitas. It's kind of like my, you know, exit strategy. In life. <laughs> but anyway, in that, I've always said like, I, I, I would create a policy that no, no devices in public. And I think that needs to start becoming a thing. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Or, like, oh, yeah. or as a society, we need to frown upon it where it's like, if you're going to sit at the bar or the restaurant right. or the coffee shop, whatever, like put the phone down. Yeah. We're never going to like connect with people. I think all this divisiveness that's happening, it's because we're all just looking down all the time. Yeah. We're not right. looking up yep. and, and yeah. we're not having these conversations. Right. We don't know. And so anyway, I've always dreamed of like, that would be the policy. It's like, you need to do work. I got, we got it. We all got to work. Cool. Go into your, go into your room. And go work, somewhere No else. devices <laughs> yeah. in public. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I would move to that city. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey guys, yeah. what, what a great conversation. Yeah, this is Alex, you are, you are a uh, lot of fun, man. I feel yeah, like we could keep talking for hours. Oh, yeah. for sure. I, I, like, well, I, I want to go to, so to Uganda together. Let's and, go, man. Yeah. But let's get off grid. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's make an adventure. Yeah. Man, I, I was, I was thinking you, 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 there, you're a, you're a rare person. Cause like yeah. in, in, I, I often for me in these scenarios, I've had to go by myself because I could tell like someone who was with me is maybe afraid or, or just they, they didn't know how to negotiate. Um, and, and, and what you said earlier, that it's a skill mm -hmm. that you yeah. develop and learn. I, I don't know if I've ever thought about it that way until you said it. But when I look back and I, it's, it's not just that 
they were uncomfortable or afraid. I think they just lacked that skill. Yeah. And and it just it was it was too new for them. The the novelty was mm-hmm. overwhelming. But like um, you know, so much of what we're able to do that's good came on the other side of what looked like a risk. Yeah. But there's a way to mitigate that risk by developing that skill of knowing people, being able to navigate new places and and get all the context clues that just exist. Even like the the I've been at so many tables where I don't know the language. You're just yeah. sitting there and, and you're smiling and you're trying to figure yeah. out what do I eat? What hand do I use? <laughs> right. is, is, am I offending you with my legs crossed right, right. now? Like you're yeah. just picking up on so much. And I think it's so true. And like, you're, you're honestly, you're, you're making me like jealous. Cause it's like, I used to have this life. This used to be my life on like a, because we created around the wolf of free that turned into three seasons. It's seasons. Anyway, it's just like the type of programming I was doing was this. And I'll give an example of like that skill. Like on yeah, around the wolf yeah. free season one, I'm in the height of, I'd moved to, countries not knowing anyone i was just i just felt so comfortable being free we're in the middle of around the world for free we're in peru we get a call at this point in time we're kind of like self-funding this thing right we got cbs behind us but there's no real money it's just me joel Burton, like <laughs> making this whole yeah. thing happen we somehow meet the um i don't want to make a long story longer but anyway um the mayor of cusco peru who's like hey I'm going to get you on a bus to the um, the uh, border of Chile. And at that point, we get a call from WGN America. I don't know if you know that, that's mm-hmm. Chicago station. Yeah. And they want to like, mm-hmm. hey, can you guys take this interactive show and turn it into a real TV show? So now like for us young kid producers, it's like, oh man, now we're talking like real money. Like we're, yeah. we're kind of like getting into the big leagues. Like yeah. not the CBS is already part of it, but like, oh, I'm going to buy this over here. Anyway, so Jolt, I'm like, you got to go back to Lima which we had a pretty nice accommodations there and like cut, what would this look like? You know, like this interactive show. I felt so comfortable. I'm like, I'm going to film myself. (laughs) Right. And I'm going to go hitchhike down the Atacama coast of Chile. Right. Okay. So a million stories within this, just trying to make that happen. (laughs) But I felt so comfortable. Like, like, I was like, oh, for sure. I'll see you. You got to get down there in like 10 days. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Peace out, bro. Like, that's how we were. And at one point I'd gotten an address. I'm on a bus and it's like four o'clock in the morning. I get dropped off in the middle of nowhere. And the bus driver's like, this is you. Right. And I have this address. I'm trying to find where I'm like, I don't know if this is. I got a backpack. I'm trying to film myself. I, and I don't. Like at this point, it's, um, anyway, I go up to the house. It's like four o'clock in the morning. I think I'm in the right place. I don't know where I'm at. Knock, knock, knock. No one answers. I just like, knock, knock, knock. And all of a sudden I hear this Alex from this lady, right? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm in the right, I'm in the right place. And I'm exhausted. And she just like walks me into like a bedroom where there's a bed and I'm so tired. I just pass out. I wake up the next morning. I have no idea who this woman is. <laughs> like literally someone has sent me an address basically like, Hey, we got some, we got a lifeline for you. There's two kids running around all. And like, they, they knew like two words in English. I'm sitting having breakfast. I remember filming myself, but in the middle of this, like so uncomfortable, where am I? I'm not going to a stranger's door. Cause I got someone sent me an address. Yeah. So someone's going to help next, you know, I'm sleeping in their bed. Cause I'm so exhausted. I wake up and I'm like, no one can. I felt so comfortable in that moment. And I got to tell you, I wouldn't be comfortable in that right now. Like yeah. I'm getting soft. Yeah. 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 Like, I am getting soft. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I miss this conversation's like bringing me back to like the first 10 years of my career. Yeah. I loved every second of that. You yeah. Know? But it's a skill and yeah. you lose that skill. Yeah, man. I've I, been losing it. My life, like I've been, my life's been too 
you know, yeah, <laughs> nice, dude, yeah. nice the last 10. You know? <laughs> like, like, like 10 years ago, I, I real it was maybe 15 years ago. I told myself, I said, I wonder how long I'll be able to ride on this India general class train. Like <laughs> that was like a metaphor for, yeah. for me. I was yeah. like, yeah. I think if I can stay on this general class train, have you ever been on the Indian train system in India? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I was just, at, you know, how long can I stay? And oh, cause, yeah. cause I mean, I've taken people on those trains and they lose their minds because oh, yeah. of the lack of oh, space, space and proximity, yeah. you know, the proximics <laughs> yeah. and, and like the smells mm. and the odors and all these things, you know, and, and it's only a few more dollars to go in the first class air conditioned train. So the heated train, yeah. but that, that became like a metaphor for me to, cause that's, this is where the people are like sardine canned in this general, but you know, you do get older and you're like, man, I don't, a, little AC. a little bit of room. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. It, it, it's like, yeah. It, forcing it, yourself to be there. It's yeah. Yeah. It's been, I gotta tell you, it's been a, it's been a while for me, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah, I, I wish it hasn't. I got the stories and yeah. the scars and the skills yeah. and all that, but it's yeah. been a while. Yeah. I, I miss it. Good for you all to like keep sharpening that. Hey, like, I wanted to like jump. Well, on maybe a plane we'll get right to now. go together. Totally, I love it. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'd be great. Or is it after this, in the middle of the podcast, we're gonna surprise ourselves. We're all going to Uganda. Yeah, yeah we're, we're just gonna, gonna, we're just gonna throw our backpacks. So let's back. go, <laughs> Alex. Thanks so much, man, for yeah, doing the podcast no. and for the college tour team and just everyone that has been able to come out. Yeah. Everyone's been great. So this has been a wonderful time for us. The week's been awesome. So looking forward to it. Yeah, bless you guys on Thank college tour. So yeah, same here. Yeah, same yeah. Y'all. thanks. Appreciate so it, guys. Much. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, everyone.